Madison's Alternative, 106.7 of The Resistance. Tonight on the Disruptor Series, I am joined by New from the Matchstick Skeletons. How are you doing? Hey, I'm in fine form. How about you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm happy to talk to you and, and learn all about the Matchstick Skeletons because really we don't know a whole lot about you. Let's start yeah. there. Who right. are the Matchstick Skeletons? Uh, so it's basically it's myself. I'm the singer. Uh, Maddie on drums, Cole on the bass, and Ryan on the guitar. Uh, and yeah, we we formed up a couple of years ago. Uh, Maddie and I we came from another band called Head of the Herd, and we did a lot. We toured around the world. We made a lot of records, and then we shot that band dead to start this one. Why did you shoot the other band dead? It was just a necessary requirement to start this one. <laughs> a fresh start. Yeah, basically, man. Like we we went to Rockfield in Wales to make a record. Uh, and that was kind of when him and I first really connected. And once that happened, we just knew we were going to play music together for a long time. And we like that band did not die on purpose. That band just had to die uh, when it did. And then him and I just started writing songs together. And really, we started doing it kind of in secret, like with our own money and our own time. And we just worked and worked and wrote tunes and had some fun. And then once we found Told You So, we were like, aha, this is really something. Now we got to make a record. And we made a record. And so it was not on purpose, but a lot of little things that led up to this moment that we all get to be a part of. Yeah, it's just like, you know, there was a lot of love and a lot of trust in the music. And because we because we didn't tell the industry we were doing it, there wasn't pressure from that perspective. So we really just just came from the heart, came from the guts. We puked this thing up and we're like, I like it. Let's do it. <laughs> a lot of your socials and bios, it says you guys are a James Brown, Lemmy love child that nobody asked for. What different elements of those things are, are making this love child? What we always wanted was we wanted to take like the rhythmic elements of funk music, but the storytelling bits of rock and roll and heavy it up a bit. And so we kind of we figured like if you can make a song that you can shake your ass to or headbang at like any part. You could do either of those, then we've probably succeeded. And that's why we kind of rolled with that. <laughs> and you, how long have the has the band been together? We started like, I'd say legit 2017, but our first release was 2018. Okay. Yeah. So this new song, is this leading up to more stuff for 2021? Oh yeah, dude, we got a full record done. Uh, it's called Change the Channel. It's going to be out in a couple months. I can't give you a date. We're filming some stuff around this that I just can't give you a date. I'd love to, uh, but it'll be this year sooner than later. And yeah, it's our, our first LP. Uh, so we are stoked about it, man. It's like, this is the record we've been trying to make since we were kids. And it, it finally feels like we hit the nail on the head, you know? Where are you filming at right now? I'm in Encino, California, uh, uh, but I live in Los Angeles, like in Hermosa Beach. So I don't like telling... Everyone that my family's in Canada, they're real mad. I go surfing every day and they're freezing cold. But I was going to say, how's the weather there? Because here in Madison, it's finally getting nice. It's like 40 degrees. Oh, yeah, dude, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to bitch about. You see? There you that go. Looks beautiful. It's just loud out there. That's why I closed the door. <laughs> yeah, it looks nice. But yeah, the record, the record will be here in a couple months anyway. But yeah, I don't know. It's pretty special. Told you so. Though. We just figured that like, that was the first... That's the song we wanted people to hear first, you know? It's kind of an umbrella of like all the sounds on this album, but like there's a lot of more melodic stuff. There's some softer, less crazy stuff, but we just like this one because we're like, love it or hate it, you're going to notice when the song comes on because the wheels just fall right off halfway through and you either are going to dig it or you won't. 
But do you think it's going to grow on some of those people who might be taken aback at first? Hopefully, you know, but if not, just Move don't on. come to the gigs. The, the people <laughs> who are there are going to have a good time. Head banging and dancing. Doing Precisely. it all. Yeah. <laughs> so did you guys all have to quarantine together then? Well, we kind of like, we had this thing half in the bag. Like when we, when we kicked off, we did a two month tour, uh, in like the Canadian winter, uh, but we had a lot of days off because just the routing of it was super goofy. But so we just brought a whole lot of instruments on the bus and a bunch of recording gear. And we some, so some of the songs off this were demos that started there. Like some of the stuff we recorded on tour and we just kept those recordings because we liked them. And then some of the stuff I wrote with uh, Brett, the singer of the Glorious Sons, I went out to Ontario to write with him for, for a week. And that was before we went on tour. So him and I, or basically these two bands, Glorious Sons and us, we were on tour February last year. And then obviously the, the, the plague showed up and the world shut down, mm-hmm. but we had enough seeds of these songs to, to be able to finish this thing up. And I, I think it's, it's pretty special, man. It's like, I've made a lot of records and this one just feels real good. <laughs> How many records have you made? I've been, a, I've been a lot of bands since I was a youngster, uh, but Head of the Herd was three. There's, there's honestly, there's a ton, but just look at this one. This, this is the one <laughs> I want people to hear. Yeah. Where did you spend your quarantine? I took the band's RV into the Mojave Desert for like a couple months. And so I went out there solo with just like instruments, my dog, a camera. And I, so I filmed the video for the song Already Down just in Joshua Tree when I was out there. It was weird. It was I was just like fully on my own. The band was a country away. And my wife was a country away. So I was just kind of holed up. But I brought enough gear that I could finish the album, which, which felt pretty good. That sounds really intense. It was. It was just like, you know, there's snakes and scorpions and coyotes and earthquakes and rednecks shooting weapons everywhere. It's like, it's a crazy place just being in the desert for that long. But it's, I don't know, I, I think it's beautiful. It's like a lot of people, when they see the desert, they say they don't see anything or they say there's like nothing there. But if you just stare at the nothing for a minute, it starts to move because there's so much life all over that place that you just wouldn't catch if you drove through it, you know? Do you prefer coffee or tea? Coffee all day, every day. Do you drink it all day? I try to curb it about 9 p.m., you know. <laughs> well, on tour, on tour, there's no stopping it. Because sometimes you finish a gig and you just drive to morning radio, like, right in a row. So it's not a, it's not a normal way to live. People don't quite get the just how ridiculous of a way to live it is being on tour. Yeah. Uh, what was the first album you ever bought? Oh, I think it was Lenny Kravitz's cassette. Does I can't know? remember. If it, say what? Does he know? Have you ever had a chance to tell him? No, I've never met him, but that dude, he, that dude rips. He's got some tunes, man. What about you? I got Offspring, Limp Bizkit, and Corn, and my brother had to say, "Yes, my guardian." Which Corn record? Follow the leader. Sick. Yeah, I too, I too was on that train when that came out. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. What do you always forget to pack on tour? Oh, sanity. <laughs> sanity. Uh, thankfully, like Ryan and Cole, there. They're the other like strings drummers in the band. They're they're smart and prepared. So I don't bring guitar strings, picks, slides, any of that stuff. Or if I bring it, I leave it in every like third city. And they just they clean up after me and in the next city I'm like, God damn it, I forgot my blank and they like hand it to me. So I'm irresponsible and I need them in my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh what's your favorite thing about Canada? I'd say the scenery. It's just a beautiful place, man. Like I lived in I've lived in Vancouver for a long time and I'm from Calgary, Alberta. And it's just, the, you know, you got, you got mountain ranges and all this stuff that you can get 
kind of used to and then you go somewhere else and you're like oh no that's pretty special i like it what's your favorite thing about california oh sunshine you live in the northwest for long enough you don't see the sun for a couple months and then once i moved here i'm like i'm staying i dig it and you know surfing is hard to complain about too do you ever feel like your music is influenced by the nature and scenery around you always dude that that that's a big reason why i like like residential studios like at rockfield in wales like it's just because you go like you're in the country you can't walk to a restaurant you can't walk to a pub like you are there so you wake up and you make music and you eat and then you make music and then you drink and then you make music and then you listen to music you go to sleep and then you make more music uh so i really i, I think you you soak that stuff up like a sponge man and even like being in the desert like being in the desert alone for that long has an effect on a man and i think you can kind of hear that in like some of the tunes were written before but some weren't and and the vocals a lot were done out there. And yeah, I, I really, I think that's a big deal. It's like making records at home is just odd. It's like when you, if you're, if you go on tour in your hometown, like if you play, if I played LA in the middle of a tour, it's the weirdest thing because I'm on tour, but I'm like walking my dog and I'm just like, this isn't right. I need to be elsewhere <laughs> to make this feel right. Do you produce your own albums or your own songs? Yeah, yeah these, like I've worked with producers before, but uh, this whole record I produced and engineered. And then I got this fellow, Mark Rankin. Uh, he makes the stuff we did we did in California. And he's awesome, man. He did like, you know, Queens of Stone Age, Adele, Spoon, Weezer. It's a long, beautiful list. Ben Kaplan, he he did Told You So and some of the stuff from the EP. So it's kind of a, a bit of a mix of those two fellas. And they're just like, I really respect what their ears and minds can do. So like, I like producing records, but I don't like mixing them. I'd love to have another hand in there. Nice. You have a meme on Facebook and it's, which new are you? Which oh yeah today i'm gonna say well there's been a few of those i'm trying to think what's the worst one possible i'm gonna say the shocked one with a little unicorn on a stick that's our buddy bruce he's our like tour mascot we had jolene but jolene died a very sad death ripped a stitch all the all the stuffing went everywhere she had she had to go she had to go yikes all right, debut single, Told You So. For people hearing it for the first time, what do you want them to know about this song as they're about to hear it? I just want them to think about, you know, take your pick, man. Shake your butt, bang your head. Both are acceptable. And if you can do both at the same time, you're extraordinarily coordinated. Congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Hey, honestly, it was lovely. I appreciate it. Hopefully we'll see you in 2021. I would love that, man. I want to get on the road. Yeah. Yeah.